Welcome back to the BBR podcast, Bitch Be Real. We dive into our realistic experiences with relevant perspectives on personal improvement and character development. We're bringing you our verbal and written views on healing for a well-rounded approach to growth. Now that we're all here, let's get into it. Welcome back to the BBR podcast, Bitch Be Real. Welcome back. We're so excited to have you again. This episode is all about confidence. We are going to be covering what confidence is to us, our experiences with confidence, you know, in young life, adult life, going through how we built confidence, the whole slew of confidence. We're slewing it today. If you're feeling a little insecure, just listen to this episode in the shower or something and you'll feel better immediately. In the shower specifically, because... You know what I was thinking about last night, actually, when I was in the shower? I was like, a really good podcast name would be like the shower podcast or something. Like, you know, you, yeah. you, when you get in the shower, you're always looking for something to listen to, like mm-hmm. music or whatever the fuck. But like, would it not be nice to every time you have a shower, like you just know that you're going to put that podcast on and like they're just going to... Like, even if it's just a, a list of affirmations or some shit. Like, you just get in the shower and you just know you're about to listen to it. I only listen to podcasts in the shower. I don't listen to music. Really? No. Because something about, like, music just don't hit in the shower for me. I want to, like, be deep in thought. Yeah. Like, I'm in the shower. I want to be thinking. I feel like the shower is the best place to be deep in thought. Yeah, because you ain't got no other distractions. Like, you can be on your phone, but you're going to get that hoe wet, and that's a whole nother issue. <laughs> So Yeah, and I feel like a lot of people are always in deep thought anyway, so you may as well be listening to something that's going to put you in more deep thought, you know? Maybe we should just start another podcast called The Shower Pod. We're just going to change this one. <laughs> Fuck it. You know what? Just dedicate this podcast to listening to in the shower. Yeah, if the first thing we're going to go over is our <laughs> definitions of confidence versus what the dictionary says confidence is. So the definition of confidence from the dictionary, we got two today, is a feeling of self-assurance arising from one's appreciation of one's own abilities or qualities. And the other is the feeling of belief that one can rely on someone or something and a firm trust. So literally just appreciating yourself for the skills and characteristics that you already have. Yeah, and being able to appreciate what you're capable of doing and not just focusing on everything you can't do. Yeah, I feel which like- ties into our last episode. If you haven't watched that, definitely go ahead and watch that. But focusing on the things that you you are doing instead of the shit you're not. Very important. And I feel like the feeling of or belief that one can rely on someone or something is can be applied to yourself. Like having firm trust in yourself is important mm-hmm. and being able to trust not only your intuition, but what you're capable of and knowing that you've got your back no matter what. Yeah, even if nobody else does. Our definitions, without you know looking at the other definitions, when we think of confidence, what comes to our mind? My first answer was, you know, it's kind of crazy because we were actually planning out the podcast and she was like, without looking at the definition, what is your what is your definition of confidence? And I literally just said, unapologetically being yourself. That goes without saying. Knowing yourself enough to know that like, if nobody else thinks you're cool, if nobody else thinks you're great, like you think you're great. Yeah. Like you have no, yourself. You're gonna just like that. You had just a little skew and I knew that would bother you. Okay. Thanks, Bestie. You're welcome. This is real friendship right here. <laughs> yeah, that's that's friendship. <laughs> Cause it's like, you know. Did you see that viral video of the dude smacking his girl's stomach to be like suck in? And when he was asked about it, he was like, Well that bitch always complains that she don't suck in and she forgets to and she doesn't like it in the photos. Well, see, okay, from the outside looking in, that looks terrible. I know. But, like, knowing his girl enough to know that... She want to look snatched. That's what a bestie would do. Yeah. So, per on him, I guess. I might not (laughs) smack your stomach, though, and be like, fucking suck in, bitch. (laughs) I'd probably hit your back and be like, 
snatch it or something. Tighten up a little bit. <laughs> What's your definition of, uh, of confidence, Bestie? The first thing when I think of confidence that comes to my mind is just like not giving a fuck. For me, my confidence comes from like, I really just don't give a fuck what you think. Like, and I just can't even force myself to. If you don't like the fit, suck it up. If you don't like my hair, suck it up. <laughs> You don't like my personality? Suck it up. Deal with it. Look at somebody else. The fuck? <laughs> yeah, the fuck. Go that way. You don't like me? Go that way. You don't have to fucking be around me. <laughs> the second thing that came to my mind was knowing, like, okay, yeah, people aren't going to like me, but I like me. Mm. And, like, I've got myself. I know I'm good at what I do, and that's it. And did you did you build that up, or did you, like, it's just, you're just born with that? You just, like, never really gave a fuck? I really, honestly, this sound, people are going to be like, I can't just do this. But three years ago, I just decided to stop giving a fuck. I used to care so much about what people thought, about, oh, are they going to like this outfit? Are they going to like my style? Are they going to like this? So many physical things. And one day I just decided, no, I don't really care. I just realized that my life is so short. I'm going to look back on it and be like, why did I spend all of that time worrying what people thought? When realistically, the people that are judging me right now, am I going to know in 10 years? No. Because if you're judging me, you're not even going to be in my life for a long time. Right. So does it matter what they think at the end of the day? No. So I just need to stop worrying about it. Yeah. Be happier. So valid. Speaking of being happier, I feel like that's the only way to think about it, to actually be happier. Because if mm. you're constantly thinking about what other people think of you, there's no way to find satisfaction in that. Because yeah. you're never going to know. You're never going to truly know. Somebody could be super nice to you and talking shit behind your back. Mm. Ain't nobody got time Not for that. that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Everybody's born with confidence as a kid. I mean, like, when you're three, you, have, you haven't even conceptualized the fact that people can judge you and the fact that people can take away your confidence. And, like, you don't even know what confidence is. Mm -hmm. You just have it. Three-year-olds be doing the craziest shit. Like, they be falling. They don't care. They're just mad that they're hurt. Yeah. They're not like, oh, my God, like, I just fell. Like That was embarrassing. That was embarrassing. Kids just don't have that concept, but I feel like at least for me personally, when I started realizing not what even what confidence was, but more that maybe I didn't have it or that it was, oh, like, why am I feeling insecure? Like, why am I starting to worry what other people think was in young childhood and elementary school. I feel like the first, like, vivid memory I have of somebody knocking my confidence or, like, making me insecure about something was I used to have a really deep voice, like a really deep voice. In elementary school, some guy was like, you talk like a man. In the moment, I think I looked at him and was like, we well, talk like a girl, <laughs> you know? And I remember it so vividly. Like, I was standing in front of the library. It was some short, bald-headed kid. Like, he even had room to be talking. Ever since then, I've been like, is my voice deep? Like, do I have a weird voice? Like, I've been insecure about it for so long. Can I say something? Yeah. But you have probably the sexiest voice I have ever heard in my life. Like, <laughs> you have that little vocal fry <laughs> thing that Doja Cat talks about. Uh -huh. And she, like, it's just so sexy. <laughs> I mean, thanks, Justin. <laughs> what can I say? Tell me if y'all want ASMR. <laughs> you start an ASMR channel? Yeah, we're now doing shower talks. We're talking about ASMR. <laughs> like, we're giving you everything you need. The meta podcast. Five podcasts in total. <laughs> like, just combining into one crazy-ass thing. But that was, like, the first memory. My two biggest insecurities in my whole life have been my forehead and my voice. And I remember being insecure about my forehead when... I had my hair back in like a slick type bun. I had a pink Under Armour headband, okay? <laughs> and <laughs> we all remember those days. Yep, and you know, they were those grippy ones with the rubber, so yeah. they didn't slip. So that hole was tight on the head. And I had it in such position that it was covering a little bit of my hairline. Somebody came up to me just in the 
like hallway in middle school, my third day of sixth grade, they come up to me and they're like, I thought you had cancer because I thought you were bald. And I realized it was because my forehead was so damn big <laughs> that by the time I put on a headband to not show where the hair started at that angle, it looked like it was all scalp. <laughs> and I'm like, well, one, first off, why would I be wearing a headband if I was damn bald? But that's besides the point. <laughs> I got a big head and a big forehead. My two biggest insecurities through my whole life. And they were things that were just, those people probably never even think of it. I don't know their names. I don't like, those were the only two interactions I think I ever had with those people. But yet, since they were like the first two things people have pointed out, like peers had pointed out to me that had a negative connotation, I was like, fuck. I feel like that's a huge thing too, is like those people probably don't even think about it. Yeah. And it's crazy to think about the effect that you have on somebody lifelong by making a negative comment that you don't even think about, but mm -hmm. that person's gonna go home and think about for the rest of their fucking life. Yeah. I have a very similar experience with my ears. Like I'm, and my family always tried to make <laughs> me feel good about this because my, my great grandfather on my dad's side had really huge ears and big nose. Like, yeah. He, we're from Italy. So, like, I'm not from Italy, but like my family's from Italy. And Your so, heritage. the big ears and big nose just kind of come with that. Mm -hmm. And so, my, family would try to make me feel better about it when I came home and I was like, people are making fun of me, call me Mickey Mouse cause like I have big ears and <laughs> and it was so bad. And when I was a, when I was younger too, like I, I was, I hate to say this, but like I was one of those like tomboy girls. So mm -hmm. I never wore my hair down and never covered up my ears. So mm -hmm. when I had my hair back in a fucking ponytail, you could see that shit. I'm so. telling you, ponytails took you out in fucking the young days. Mm -hmm. Like when you were younger, Those you put that shit up in a ponytail. Somebody's saying something that gonna affect you the rest mm -hmm. of your life about your head. Somebody's taking a picture of you that you that's gonna <laughs> haunt you for, in your dreams. But like that's nightmare fuel. My fucking like my mom's Facebook from when I was in middle school is literally nightmare fuel for me. Tell me about it. Those braided Under Armour headbands. I'm sorry. What the fuck <laughs> were we thinking? I don't know. What? what I'm learning from this is like just don't put your hair up in a damn ponytail. <laughs> if you're young and you're listening to this, keep your hair down. <laughs> keep your hair down. It's gonna save you a lot of insecurity. Like you're. It's really gonna help you long term. <laughs> <laughs> then, you know, I started getting, I started getting better with that. Got out of that little tomboy phase mm -hmm. thing. Started wearing my hair down, doing my makeup, acting more like a girl. But then that brings a different level of attention towards like high school, and people start looking at you differently. That's when like the body judgment started coming in. And I remember, not for like a super long time, but there was a point in time in my life when nothing to grab was like my nickname, mm -hmm. which is like crazy because you got a fat ass now. <laughs> It's like, bro, I'm in high school. What do you mean? Like, you're sexualizing me, telling me that, like, like I literally had a guy, a bitch, I literally had a guy tell me that it was my my boyfriend at the time's friend came mm. up to me, and I was literally, I was in the front of the school in, like, the front lobby area, like, the outside lobby area, waiting for the after-school bus to take me home. Mm -hmm. And we're literally all waiting for the bus, and he goes, you know, so-and-so told me that they would date you if you had a bigger ass and bigger boobs. And I was like okay like I literally remember sitting there being like okay the fuck yeah like the hell does that have what to do, do with anything like, right what now? do you mean but it's like come on it's like, like come on like well, you probably don't even know you don't even remember that interaction but that was like heartbreaking to me and yeah. I was insecure about it for literally the rest of my like I still am yeah you know people can say things that hurt you so much that they don't even fucking remember yeah, and I feel like that's another thing. Just like quick disclaimer, don't say rude shit to people. Mm -hmm. Don't say mean shit to people. Yeah. Treat people how you want to be treated and you'll have confidence in yourself to be a good person when you don't walk around saying that shit. I agree. 
I'm definitely not saying I'm innocent. I guarantee there's things that I've said oh, to people yeah. that were heartbreaking to them that are that affect the rest of their lives that I don't remember. You know, yeah. I'm not oh. saying I'm innocent, but like I'm confident I did. I used to be a bitch. <laughs> I used to be so mean. I just know I fucked some people up in elementary <laughs> school. You know, I used to kick the shit out of my crush. I don't know what the fuck I had. I don't know what the fuck I was on mentally. Had the fattest crush on this dude named Javier in <laughs> elementary school. I was thinking about him well into middle school. <laughs> like, huge crush. Would have done anything. Would have sold my soul at this point in my life. Like, I don't even know what I wanted out of elementary school. Like, a little peck. I don't know. I just wanted to, like, a little handhold. I don't know what I wanted. Fattest crush. And I used to just kick the shit out of him. <laughs> I made him cry once. Damn bitch. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> Going off the nothing to grab, I feel like in your adult life, because at least for me, you don't have the concept of being sexual, much less sexually attractive when you're younger. Mm -hmm. When you get older, I would say, honestly, I would say 16 and up, you know, is when you start developing, like you, you have sexual desires now. And you realize that you look at someone and don't find them sexually desirable and you look at someone else and you do. And I feel like so as you start getting older, your focus shifts from like, oh, am I wearing the cute name brand clothes? At least for me, my attention shifted in my adult life to like, am I sexually attractive to someone? Not just like, oh, she's pretty. But I mean, I feel like that's pretty true for most women. Am I no longer cute? Am I hot now? On a different level of like sexual attraction to people like. Yeah. And I feel like honestly, there's a there's a balance in that because I feel like there especially with social media, there's almost an over-sexualization. There's a line to where it's like, if you're too sexy, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that this is my opinion, but like I feel like this is generally how social media works, is like, if you're too sexy, you're no longer attractive, but if you're not sexy enough, you're not attractive yet, you yeah. know? And it's like, that's, that's such a weird, I mean, for a woman, I feel like that's such a weird place to be, because there's like finding that balance to where like, oh, if I post this picture, are people gonna think I'm a slut? Yeah. Or like, or are they gonna be like, oh, that's hot? Mm -hmm. It's like I posted them not because it came from a place of like, oh, I want people to think I'm hot, but it was like, this makes me feel hot. Yeah. Like this picture makes me feel hot, but I've posted things and either taken them down or left them up, but been like, ugh, hope people don't think this is slutty. Mm -hmm. Because, and I feel like it's so different too with Instagram models. Yeah. Because there's a major difference on how somebody is going to view an Instagram model's picture versus yours in terms of sluttiness factor, mm -hmm. for lack of better words. Mm -hmm. If an Instagram model posts a picture in a thong bikini and like a skimpy top, it's like, oh, good for her. Like she looks hot. And because it's what she does for a job, mm -hmm. they don't know that person. A guy, a girl, whoever can be scrolling through Instagram and see this very provocative photo of an Instagram model and not, in my perception, I don't think they judge them as much mm -hmm. as if it would be someone they knew in their real life mm -hmm. posting that. Yeah, and they then, wouldn't automatically assume that they're a slut. They would just, you know, like yeah. you just, you don't pass nearly as much judgment on people who do it as a career. Yeah. You know, like even, even I feel like there's definitely, there's obviously a difference between Instagram models and like runway models. Yeah. But I feel like those pictures of like, okay, let's say Hailey Bieber, for example, mm -hmm. like that, what's that magazine, the CoverGirl Maxim or mm -hmm. whatever, where it's like um, lingerie yeah. photo shoots or whatever. She's still a professional. Like people still see her as a professional. Yeah. Or like if I were to post a picture like that, nobody would see me as a professional model. They'd see me as trying to get attention on social yeah. media. You know what I'm saying? Women are scrolling through that and being like, oh, this is what my man's seeing. This is like what I should look like. This is what's desirable. These like are the pictures that have thousands and millions of likes. 
But then it's like you think about posting something like that for yourself and you're bombarded with, but people aren't going to take this the same way because I'm not a model. I'm not famous. I'm not this. It's a hard line of like, but I don't look like that and I'm not going to, that's not going to look the same. People are going to look at me differently. Like if I wore a thong bikini and like, you know, one of those bikinis that only covers your nipples to a beach in fucking North Carolina, imagine the looks I'm getting. (laughs) But you pull up to that shit in like LA or New York and it's like, oh, that's normal. Off of social media, like where you live is going to also influence. I feel like that flows really easily into like when you get into relationships. When you're in a relationship, you're no longer only worrying about if you're sexually desirable to everyone, but now it's super specific. Am I sexually desirable to my partner? Especially, and I know we both struggled with this, it especially comes into play when they've let it slip, their ideal body type, or they throw a hint at what their ideal body type is. Even when you're like super confident about your body, if you learn that your partner likes a fat ass or big titties and you realize you don't really got that, at least for me personally, I like spiral being like, uh, I'm not what they like. Mm -hmm. Like, Like, let me hit the gym five times a week so I can build up my ass. I mean, I feel like that in and of itself, even if it's not coming from your partner, but coming from a place of changing how you look regardless because you're not satisfied. Mm -hmm. There's a difference, I feel like, if you're like, unhealthy in that way or like you in my opinion there's nothing wrong with changing how you look because you don't like it Mm -hmm. but when it's not influenced by you and like you're okay with how you look Mm -hmm. and then you see something and you're like okay well I feel like that's where it causes the spiral personally with my ex he made it very clear he liked curvier women I purposely get you I mean you know it I purposely gained like 20 pounds because he desired he didn't like skinnier women even though that's what I feel most confident in is like in my body right now I like how I look Mm -hmm. weighing less that's just how it is and it's not even about weight but more like being healthy and having the body shape of somebody who's active and that isn't even defined by weight by any means for me it is because I'm naturally a much smaller build Mm -hmm. and so when I put on a lot of weight I know it's because I'm being unhealthy but in my past relationship he made it very clear and incredibly clear and encouraged me to gain weight whether or not that's the body type I was striving for that I felt confident in I did it and it knocked my confidence horribly But then I would go home and he would be like, yeah, you look good right now. Even Mm -hmm. though I was looking at myself and saying, I don't look good. I don't like the way I look. But since that's what he made it clear that he wanted, I was willing to change my body and my confidence and what I felt comfortable in so that I was desirable to him. Moving away from physical confidence, I feel like confidence in your career or like career confidence is another thing that like people our age kind of struggle with when you start or at least in my experience when I stopped getting away from like as I matured I started focusing more on like am I intellectually confident you know Mm -hmm. like am I confident in how I speak and how I present myself outside of how I physically look I have definitely experienced in the past couple of months I mean couple of years really like even when we worked at b-dubs together I was when I first started serving when you first started working there I was not confident what I was doing I didn't really know what I was doing Mm -hmm. and then once I you know took tips from you and like watched you and learned you know how you talk to tables and how you whatever just like getting more confident in how I presented myself at at the job and I feel like that comes with time and experience I mean if you don't practice what you're what you think you want to be good at you're not going to be good at it I mean a couple months ago I tried to start well I did start a social media like management company and I had a couple of clients a couple months into it I, I met somebody and I got a different job 
in that job, I realized I really don't know shit about what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And so that knocked my confidence down. And I was like, okay, why am I running a business that I don't even really know anything about? Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like that's okay for some people. Like if you're willing to like struggle through it and learn, you know, starting a business, obviously you don't know everything in the beginning. I just, I felt like there was too much that I didn't know Mm -hmm. to continue that. So I'm focusing more on learning and building up that confidence before I start to a business. Like freelance work now so that I can build that confidence up and like learn and get the reps in you know educate myself in the realm and then eventually turn it into a business like at buffalo wild wings i feel like i came in pretty confident to me it wasn't challenging in any aspects i'd already been serving like three years so i felt pretty confident in how to talk to tables how to present myself i definitely grew a lot what threw me off when i got the job i have now it's fine dining completely different shit yeah i go into this job luckily the agm at that point had seen me serve at buffalo wild wings because my general manager now wasn't confident that i could do a serving job like he didn't think i could do it luckily the AGM stuck her like neck out for me a little bit and was like no I've seen her serve you need to put her on a server and they did and even now my general manager talks about it in lineup and it's like I he loves to bring it up (laughs) we have a new bartender and we're all going around and introducing ourselves he likes to do that thing where it's like tell him about yourself (laughs) when I got to me I was like you know blah 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 told him about myself was like I came from Buffalo Wild Wings Um, because everybody was saying the previous job they worked at. And my general manager goes, yeah, she came from Buffalo Wild Wings. I didn't think that she could do this job at, like, first, but now, you know, like, she's super reliable. I'm so glad I took the chance on her. Like, she's one of the best servers I have. When I go into the job already knowing that he doesn't have a ton of confidence in me and then seeing an entire wine list, an oyster list, like fine dining items that I'd like literally never even comprehended. Like what the fuck is Palm's puree? I don't know. <laughs> like incredibly overwhelmed. We were going through like three weeks of training. Like I know I know how to serve, but it's no longer being like, you need a fucking Pepsi? Cool, let me get you a Pepsi. Yeah. It's like, madame, is this a correct bottle of wine for you? And then having <laughs> to like open wine and walk people through menus and talk about features and craft cocktails, know 40 different oysters, even though I don't even eat oysters, like having to know about stuff that I'm not even able to try. No idea what I'm doing, I'm way in over my head. Mm-hmm. He's gonna downgrade me. How I built confidence was I spent like four weeks I would go to training, I would come home, all I did was study. All I did was study so that on the first day, I could know just as much as everyone else and I was on at least an even playing field and I knew the rest of my skills would come in and boost me. But to feel confident, I had to educate myself Mm -hmm. because I couldn't go into the first day and somebody asked me what fucking Sonoma Couture is and the flavor notes of this wine and me be like, it's white, I don't know. But it's like, now I can tell you that and that's how you build confidence. Mm -hmm. And even when I didn't have it in the beginning of this job, I'm telling you, I bullshitted everyone. Mm -hmm. What is it? What's that wine? What are the flavor notes? It's gonna be a little bit of a drier white wine, so it's not as sweet. It's gonna have notes of vanilla, honeysuckle, so it's not gonna be as sweet as your typical white wine, but it's gonna have those sweet notes in it to balance out the dry notes. Serve me. And I feel like that's just how you build confidence in general with everything. It's just getting in the reps, like practicing, taking the time, educating yourself, mm-hmm. getting that experience and f- like forcing yourself to build up that confidence. Yeah. And I feel like that's like that's the only way, especially in, I think, task driven things. Mm-hmm. If you have a task that you need to complete and you're not confident in completing it, take steps that are going to make it easier to complete so you know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Like, you can't go into a fucking room and build a rocket ship without 
studying how the fuck to build a rocket right. ship yeah. and aerodynamics and whatever the fuck you need to know how to build a rocket ship. Of course you're not going to be confident because you don't know what the fuck you're doing. You got it out, bitch. <laughs> there even is a way to, to do that. I feel like even with, with physical, like with your appearance, just like looking at the traits and how people, how you perceive confident people looking at how they act, how they present themselves and just practicing doing that. Mm -hmm. Like practicing acting like a confident person. Like fake it till you make it, as they say. Yeah, fake it till you make it is important. I feel like that's one of the keys to confidence. In my job currently and in my job at Buffalo Wild Wings, I heard it the most, but I've always kind of heard it. People just think I'm like really confident and they're like, you carry yourself differently. Cause people always think I'm a lot older than I am. And when I ask them why, it's never, oh, because of how you look. It's like how you speak, how you carry yourself. You just have the confidence, the appearance of confidence that older people have versus younger people. I honestly don't really know what to credit it to. I, it's just like something I've always heard. I feel like specifically it's in the way, I feel like it's very important to not walk with your head down. Mm. I will not walk with my head down. There is somebody staring at me, I'm gonna stare at them back. If there's, if I'm walking and there's two groups like a group of two men, you know, and it's a slim aisle and there's a man right here and a man right here. I'm not going to step to the side. I'm going to like fucking look at them and I'm going to walk straight to them. I'm not going to step aside so they can go mm -hmm. and like put my head down. If they are walking at me, I'm going to walk at them because I've, like, I don't know if you've heard the theory. If two men are walking and somebody's approaching them, especially a woman, the men will not move. It's always the woman that goes around mm -hmm. because Men typically, like based off this study, I'll try to find it and like you know reference it a little bit more. But based on this study, men have this overwhelming sense of confidence that they don't need to move. And so women, when they have two men coming right at them, like straightforward, not putting their head down, not moving to the side, the woman is going to move to the side. And when I read that shit, I was like, hell no, I ain't gonna move to the side. I didn't even think about that. Like, I'm not moving to the side. You can fucking move to the side. You're the one taking up both sides of the aisle. You're the two people walking right next to each other. And that's just like the little acts of confidence you have to have. Don't put your head down when you walk. Have good posture. Walk with a purpose confidently and people are going to be like, oh, okay, shit. How you carry yourself is the key to seem confident to people. It, people have always told me it's how I speak as well. And I feel like it's just because even if I'd like fumble over my words or I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, you best believe I'm going to act like I do. Mm -hmm. And if I fumble over my words, I'm going to be like, ha-ha, clearly yeah. I didn't get enough sleep and just keep going. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's one of the things you're so good at is just, like, bullshitting. If you don't, if you don't know, you're going to fake it. Yeah. You're just so fucking good at doing that. That's the thing, too. Like, somebody asked me what a sea bass tastes like. I'm going to be like, oh, it's my favorite dish. I love it. I literally get it for lunch every day, girl. It's from Argentina. It's going to be nice, flaky, buttery. True sea bass, you know. I've never had a piece of fucking fish. Can I get some sea bass? Of course. <laughs> I got a potato roasty with it. Oh. Caramelized onion soup Oh. Green tomato jam. Oh. Broccolini. Give it to me. <laughs> Give it to me. No, you've never actually eaten at my job. Not like actually eaten, but I've had a lot of the food there. You had brunch there. You ain't had an on. You ain't had a piece of fish. I had an oyster. Shit was slimy. <laughs> <I can imagine>. <laughs> <laughs> nothing really matters. Like nothing. Yeah. Like. If you wear the fucking ugliest outfit one day and people stare at you on the street, are you ever going to see those people again? No. If you take a tumble, are you ever going to see the people you took a tumble in front of? Probably not if it's, like, on the street. Mm -hmm. But, like, you know, you bust ass at your job. Give it a little chuckle. 
I did that. Yeah. I did that at Hickory Tavern, actually. Fell flat on my back. Yeah. <laughs> Give it a little chuckle. Get up. Be like, ah, damn, that mm-hmm. hurt. Keep it a moving. Keep it a pushing because yeah. they're pro- it's not going to be at the forefront of their mind at all. That was just kind of funny. The way I think about it, too, is like when you see someone fall, you aren't like scum of the earth. They fucking slipped. <laughs> like, that's so embarrassing for them. Like, that's humiliating. You're like, oh, fuck. Like, I hope oh, they're okay. You're like, oh, damn. Are they hurt? Let me help them. <laughs> like, you might chuckle. It's a little funny. You might chuckle. It's like yeah, a- when you fell on the stairs and fucking <laughs> Yeah. The bitch folded. It wasn't like we were going down steps in front of a bunch of people <laughs> going down these, like, historic steps. And I don't know what the fuck happened. But it's like, okay, these are my legs. They bent this way. Like, okay, these are my legs. These are my feeties. These are, you know, my hips. Bow. Like I folded to where I was, my like, I could see the bottom of her feet. I was up. I was up. We we're walking on the stairs. She's walking in front of me, and I could see the bottom of her feet. Yeah, I basically. Yeah, I basically my both my feet were now at my ass on the upper stair, and my knees were the stair below, <laughs> and I like just kind of sat there for a minute. Like, how did I even fall like this? I fucked up my arm. Like, I was low-key in pain. My knees hurt. I was wearing fucking chunky-ass Doc Martens in a skirt. And I'm just sitting there entirely humbled. Like, entirely humbled my Do existence. Why not know how to fucking walk? But it's like, I got up, and I was like, fuck it, I'm in Charleston. I ain't seeing these hoes again. And I, we had a little good chuckle. And it's a good chuckle to this day. And you didn't look at me like you're the scum of the earth fucking... Stupid ass bitch, like, stand up. Stand up. I was up. like, bitch, are you? I laughed for sure <laughs> yeah. at first. But then I was like, bitch, are you okay? Yeah, and I feel like that's the thing, too. Like, people get so in their heads that even as something <laughs> as simple as, like, falling, people, like. <laughs> See, this bitch still laughing at me. <laughs> bitch, I'm just remembering, like, looking down and your feet are on your ass. And I was like, what the fuck happened? To this day, I don't know how I felt like that. You know that fucking clip I sent you on Instagram? Yeah. You need to, like, do a little edit of that in here to show what we're talking about. She's going to insert it right here. This is what happened to her on the stairs in Charleston. This is how I folded. Look at that. Look at his knees collapsing. <laughs> That's what happened to me. <laughs> but I feel like some people get so embarrassed by that because in their head they make up this narrative that people are, like, genuinely looking down on them as a human being now that they fell and everybody's literally like, oh, damn, she fell. I remember when I fell. I wonder if she hurt. That was kind of funny. Yeah. But they, like, don't think about it anymore. Like, uh-huh. and nobody actually judges you. Mm-hmm. And if, yeah, if you pull up in some crazy-ass fit that don't match, there's probably going to be a few people that's like, what the fuck is she wearing? But they're not going to think about it past that. Like, yeah. you get in your head that people think so deeply about these quote-unquote embarrassing things, and nobody gives a fuck. People are thinking about how they got to take a piss. They like they don't care. Mm-hmm. There's so many other things going on in people's mind. You are not the forefront of it. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, be the main character of your own story, but, girl, I promise you, you ain't the main character of theirs. So mm-hmm. stop thinking that they're judging and, like, looking down on you and thinking mm-hmm. you're so embarrassing. Like, nobody cares that much. Be so fucking for real. Be fucking for real. Nobody cares. And that's a great thing. You could walk out of the house. You know those, like, dreams you had in middle school where you were, like, at school naked for some reason? Mm -hmm. Super embarrassed. Okay, let's say you did show up to school naked one day, hypothetically. You wouldn't even make it to school, first of all. Mm -hmm. But let's say 
somehow your pants disappear mid-class. Mm -hmm. You just gotta stand up and be like, where the fuck did my pants go? <laughs> Can I get a towel or something? <laughs> and then you go home and people are gonna be like, how the fuck did her pants disappear? <laughs> That's all they're gonna think about. And if they do think about it, they're just gonna be like, damn, that bitch had no pants on, what? <laughs> But they're not going to make, she's the scum of the earth because she had no pants on. Like, they're just going to make, damn. They're going to be thinking the same shit as you. Like, damn, where'd my pants go? Where'd her pants go? It's not that deep. And it haunted all of our dreams. And somebody's going to be like, what the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> where'd her pants go? Where'd her, where'd her pants go? Where'd her pants go? I mean, butt ass naked, completely different thing because now people looking at your cooch. Mm -hmm. But as long as the cooch covered, you're fine, no matter what happens. But at the end of the day, nobody gives a fuck. Be so fucking for real. For real. Be your own main character. Don't be any. Don't try to be anybody else's main character, because then they're the own. They're their own main character. Yeah. Nobody else is the main character in your book. So why the fuck are you trying to be somebody else's? Stop thinking so damn much. Carry yourself well. Educate yourself. Be confident in your abilities and you'll go wherever you need to go. Hopefully you feel a little bit more confident in yourself, have some tips, or you know, feel like you can you can try and get those reps in, yep. feel better about yourself, mm -hmm. and stop giving a fuck. As always, if you want to tell us something, message us, DM us, leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. We want your perspective. Hate on us, encourage us, do whatever you want to do. Just say something. Say something, I'm giving up on you. Sorry that I put you through. She <laughs> sings, but she don't know the words. But Confidence. As always, you can find us on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube at the BBR Pod, and we'll see you in the next one. Bye. Love ya. Love ya. <laughs>